0: 1212 this is the blaze the lion podcast i am your host blaze blaze the lion blaze goldsmith this is episode 65 and we are still on this theme of athletes so all march we've been interviewing athletes and coaches from various sports last week we uh, had Former well, one former basketball athlete and coach. And then we also had a soccer or as we said, football, a women's football player as well. The week before we had the mixed martial art fighter, right? And the week before that we had uh, amazing coach, JC Santana. So, for this week we're still in that athlete and coach theme still there and for episode 65 well think about it what sport haven't we covered we did the basketball right we did the soccer we did mma so not baseball it's not golf even though maybe with the polo on maybe <laughs> next tiger was right here <laughs> it is not golf it's not tennis it is american football real football i mean depending on who you're asking right <laughs> <laughs> right yes 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 so we have someone here who has experience right here who share his expertise on the highs and the lows of being an athlete i mean it comes with so much right so much goes into the mind of an athlete and the sacrifices and we're going to get into all of that before we do i need some favors so if you're watching this episode right now live we are live on youtube and on facebook well, on facebook sorry on ice tv so if you're watching this live click that like button, or even if you're watching the replay later on, click the like button to this episode 65 and subscribe to this channel. All right. For every Tuesday, we release live content, right? Every month we have a different theme and those who have been rocking with us know about all the different themes that we've had. We've been going here for almost a year and a half already. Right. So we've had doctors on here. We had our vegan restaurants and vegan chefs. Right. We spoke about we had the DJs on here, male and female DJs. We rocked with that. We had power couples, the hours apart. Me and my queen. We were power couples. We had entrepreneurs on here, business owners, right? All sorts, all sorts. So Get down with the movement. Also, if you're loving this movement right now and you want to be a monthly contributor, you can go to anchor.fm slash blaze the lion slash support. Yes, indeed. And you can contribute, right? For as little as $1 a month. Second tier is basically $5 a month. I want that penny. And that third tier is $10, right? And I'm not wearing it even though these are one of the old school shirts, hump day hydration. This is not a milk jug. This is actually water. All right. I know. I know. But you get the blaze line podcast t-shirts. You see that logo right there on the screen. That is big and bold on our shirts, right? They come in black, they come in gray, and they come in red. We got tank tops as well for the men and the ladies and the youth sizes as well. All right. Also, big shout out to our sponsor, Star Child Social, all right? Are you looking for branding? Are you looking for marketing? Are you lost in this world of business and different ideas? Is it e-commerce? Is it speaking? Is it fitness? Is it entertainment? What is your niche, all right? If you need direction in your career path or you need a just overall branding of your company, go to StarchildSocial.com. And tell them, Blaze sent you. Indeed, indeed. All right. So, for tonight's guest, we have someone who has been through the storm. We have someone who's played in the rain, in the sleet, in the snow, in the desert. We have someone who's who survives the physical impact, the strain that goes upon the body with a, such a physical, such a physically demanding sport, right? Like football. We have somebody who's been in it and has gone from team to team, from position to position, right? And I'm actually excited because. Even though I'm Caribbean, even though, yes, we Jamaicans, we love our soccer or our football and all of that, and I love boxing and martial arts and all of that, deep down, American football is my favorite. So I'm actually personally excited for this. So without any more delay or hesitation, we'd like to welcome Mr. Hezekiah Ross to the pod See? they go wow (laughs) (laughs) how's it going how's it going how's it going welcome to the pod brother happy to be
1: here happy to be here thanks for inviting me out
0: of course of course of course
1: being on the the blaze show
0: yes 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 you got goat heads and you got a couple comments already (laughs) coming in hand claps even though those hand claps to me still look like tacos
1: I know, right? I know. Same.
0: <laughs> All I see is tacos on a Tuesday.
1: Hey, but you know what? Speaking of tacos, Taco Tuesdays, big shout outs to uh, uh, the Taco Tuesday spin class at 24 hour with uh, the master uh, fitness trainer, Sue Haley. Haley. Big Sue. What up, Sue?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Sue Wu has uh, a crazy, unique following, man.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: and um, but she's someone who loves what she does.
1: Passionate, very passionate, passionate about what she does, and I and that that I think that's what pretty much drawed me to to her and her class uh, initially. Man, I, I mean, I've met a lot of trainers in my day, but her passion when it comes to cycling is just far beyond the rest. So yeah, she definitely gets a, a strong uh, kudos from me and. Uh, you know, I'll, I hope to be a part of her class as long as she's willing to teach.
0: Oh, look at that. Look at that. That's sweet. Sue. <laughs> <laughs> So you got Sue blushing in the, in the comments. <laughs> Indeed. So I gave my brief introduction, but feel free to just cue the people in on a little bit about who you are.
1: Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, so real quick without, you know, spending the next hour telling everyone who I am. Um, so Hezekiah Ross, I grew up in, uh, uh, well I was born in Gainesville, Florida, grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, Decatur, AKA the deck, uh, East side shouting. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, and then, Uh, Shortly after graduating high school, I moved to uh, Massachusetts and then Rhode Island, where I spent pretty much the majority of my adulthood life uh, for about 13, 14 years, Um, and then decided to make a career change uh, where I was introduced to a pretty amazing firm here in South Florida. at Associated Investor Services, uh, uh, headed by, uh, or uh, the president is Paul Vladim. Really great guy. Um, And I've been here for about four, going on five years now, since 2017. Okay. Okay. Actually, I moved down here. I'll never forget this story. Uh, I was driving down, driving my Malibu down here uh, in 2017, which was the year of Hurricane Irma. And I had no idea this hurricane was on its way to touch or uh, to touch down in Miami. Oh. Um, and I, I think I was roughly around like the Orlando area. And the person I was supposed to stay with that, she, she may be watching tonight. Um, uh, but the, she was like, listen, we're boarding up everything. Turn around. Do not.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm like, what is going on? Like, this is crazy. So anyway, you know, it's just a fun story. But. That's, that was my introduction to South Florida. Uh,
0: yeah, we we somehow, knock on wood, knock we somehow on wood. dodge the uh, major hurricanes every year. Well, the past couple of years, we've been able to dodge. Correct. Correct. Yeah.
1: Which is, you know, it's it's been good and bad, you know, for some people would say. <laughs> Because the economy is booming, let's just say that.
2: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Here in South Florida. Yeah.
1: So.
0: Gotta love it, you know. This is this is home. So. No, it is what it is.
1: Facts. Agreed. So,
0: let's get into you. Uh, Hey, you got. You're you're one of the Kens, of the spinning Barbies.
1: Uh. Yes, I am. That much is true. <laughs> Proud kin. <laughs> shout
0: out shout out to the to the spin crew in the chat.
2: In the chat, we strong.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
1: It's a lifestyle, you know. Everyone there they they commit to it and and you have to respect that commitment, man. It's it's uh and and the ones who, you know, make it out as consistent as they do, you know, big ups to them because that's no easy thing to do, you know, like anything, to be honest with you, even Mm -hmm. going to work, you know, it's, it's a, it's a challenge every day, but if you commit to it and you, you successfully uh, decide or not successfully, but um, um, you decide that that's what, that's what you're going to do and actually do it, then hey, like all, all, all of the props to you because Mm -hmm. not a lot of people will do that, especially with spin after work, like that's crazy and they do (laughs) it. They do it like it's, 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 you know, just a part of their. Day. Yeah. It's like happy hour. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Mm. Excited about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, tell us out of all the sports out here, why the most physically demanding? Why football?
2: Well,
1: oh, that's, that's actually a really good question. Um, but it's easy for me because I really didn't have a choice. Mm. Uh, I was born into football. I'm, okay. I'm one of 11. Uh, and I have, uh, yeah, yeah. One of 11.
0: <laughs> one of 11 kids. Siblings. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, what is it with <laughs> I know. you people? I know. The guest last week, Coach Kat, same thing. One of 11. Yeah. Whoa. Crazy,
1: man. Crazy. Uh, and big ups to Coach Kat. What <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> the struggle is real, but, um, so I was second to last and you know all of and I have uh, uh five other brothers and um you know the ones who came before me all play football. Uh and even though my father played baseball but you know because my I saw my brothers playing football I I you know naturally just gravitated towards it and you know they got me started early I I you know the first sport I even remember holding a ball was a football, you know. Um so that's how it all started
2: Hmm.
1: and from there uh you know it it just kind of snowballed from there
2: Hmm.
1: where to the point where you know no, because you know granted even though i started very early uh probably around the age of five five or six um which is the same age as uh uh your son right
0: five yeah. yeah
1: so i started around his age and at it, it, granted, I could have, you know, explored other sports, but um, you know, it just wasn't it wasn't part of our family dynamic. Like football was everything. We all wanted to go to the league. We all wanted to be the next Emmitt Smith, uh, the next uh, Barry Sanders, the next uh, uh, Herschel Walker. All, all those guys.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So we all were had our sights on being running backs, even though a lot of us, you know, played different positions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that's what that, that's where, it, basically, the love, immersed or emerged, and then uh, mm-hmm. yeah, from there it just kept kept growing.
0: Mm. That's that's very different from my household. For my household, growing up, it was soccer. Oh, yeah, soccer, and it didn't make me want to play soccer. I mean, I dabbled in soccer in middle school and I was horrible, but um, it was soccer. And then on occasions, they'd have the Miami Dolphins. Right. But I, no offense, actually, this is my show, right? I don't care. Exactly. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I I never liked the Dolphins. Sorry. (laughs) I've never been a fan. I'm going to say it. I've never been a fan of the Miami Dolphins. I, yeah, enough. Yeah, I, I mean,
1: you, they never really had much to, you know. Uh, well, I mean,
0: I, unless you want to go back like, to the new Montana days, like I mean, in the seventies, there was, you know, yeah,
1: that's what I'm, I'm saying. Like, you, you want to go back a while, a while back, you know, they had some something
0: to cheer. Yeah, for. Before I was born,
2: there was,
0: yeah, it was out here, <laughs> right? It was amazing, but now, yeah. it's
1: like, yeah, you know, the, yeah. It's the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, sorry, you, Dolphin you, fans. You go to the
1: mm-hmm. stadium to watch other teams. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, or just for the sport, right? You, yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> you know, maybe just grab a drink and, you know, watch it live. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. But so, no, so the so fact like, that you had it, you had it in your family, you had your brothers, you had your siblings.
1: Right, and so um, I was, was going to ask you, so, like, it, it was different for you, but, like, what was the, dyna- that, the dynamic of your family, though? Because for me, it was a little different, different, but for you, how, how was the dynamic in your family?
0: I'm an I'm only child ah see and then that, so, uh, that's, yeah that's pretty cool only child so my mom's was like you just do whatever you want so when yeah. i was with with her i tried baseball i tried track i tried a little bit of everything and with pops it was like get this money <laughs> hustle <laughs> and play some soccer right. and, and smoke <laughs> That was
1: basically <laughs> that's amazing so, so I the reason I ask is because for me it was it was just it was completely opposite right like where you know one at when I was about seven um my mother and father split right mm-hmm. so then it became just my mother raising seven of of the last of the, of the last of the eleven right we were the last seven um mm-hmm and then because of that you know we moved to a different state and everything but she was always working and so it was basically just the my siblings who took care of like the younger crew so it, so it within that mentality right in that same setting it was as if we were looking up to our role models who you know wasn't technically our parents like we didn't get a lot of advice from our parents and things all of our advice and like um, followings came from our siblings. So if our siblings said, Hey, like, go run through that like wall over there, we're going to try to run through the wall because <laughs> we're assuming they've already done it. Right? Right.
0: From so, from the seven children. Yeah. And you were child number 10, right? Correct. So, what was the age difference between? uh the oldest that was there are down to the youngest
1: so the one the ones who were uh you know as a child the ones who are still there in that in that that back batch of seven Mm -hmm. um the my youngest brother uh let's just give it an actual age right so that we can get a range let's say he was 10 Mm -hmm, um which would have made my oldest sister at the time Twenty
0: seven. Okay.
1: Yeah. So uh, there was a a good 17 years between them. Yeah. And so for me, my younger brother, he was three years younger than me. Uh, My next brother older than me was two years older. And the next the brother next older than him was two years older than him. And then those two brothers were actually like one year apart. And then my, my sister that was my next oldest sister was a year from him. And then my two oldest sisters were a year apart. So, oh, wow. so it was close, but not close for me and my younger, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. So basically you would have maybe, yeah. So you were probably closer with like the two older so I'm assuming um, the two up from you, I mean. not the middle. No.
1: My, my younger brother and my, the brother that was just above me, the, he was two years older than me, we were the closest, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then every the other four was basically responsible for us.
2: Right, right, right. We
1: didn't make it easy for them, let me tell you. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's that's basically how the, you know, that was the dynamic of our family, uh, where my mom, you know, she was working all the time, night and day. Yeah. Um, I was just telling uh, my nephew the other day, um, you know, it's it's interesting to hear other people's family dynamics because that's how you kind of understand where the love of anything and and, the, and what they're passionate about really stems from,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: how how you were raised, how you were brought up, you know, whether mm-hmm. whether you were a single uh, child or you're uh, within a pack. You know, it's it, it definitely uh, gives you some insight as to how a, a passion has evolved, because like you said, you've never you never really, uh, um, I guess, kind of. Uh, sought out that team sport. Right. Whereas growing up, even though I played football growing up, I was always a part of a team sport. Right. Because of, it was my, it was my siblings and I, us against the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And that kind of like transitioned into, you know, football and, and just life in general. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Um, Hmm. As growing up,
1: logos on the on the podcast. I don't want. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay. you good.
0: You good. good. Listen, on this podcast, I've had people damn near do everything. I've had people drink on here. I've had people have their spliff and they roll up and smoke. <laughs> listen,
2: well, listen
1: You probably won't get much of that from me. I think my mom <laughs> is watching, so. I know.
0: That's what I said. <laughs> I said my son might be watching right. at any given episode, you know, my my mom, my, my pops might be. So, yeah, so right. I'll be on my best behavior. Yeah, but you, you be guys you can like, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. It's mm-hmm. after hours, though, technically, you know.
0: Yeah. Ish. Ish. <laughs> ish. I mean, you got the replay, though. So
1: <laughs> South yeah. Florida, so you never know when after hours actually kick in, you know? <laughs>
0: you'll see it i usually when we get closer to 10 o'clock uh, my thought process kind of goes left ah so, i like that yeah
1: yeah left well, is so, good you know let's go off the unbeaten path a little bit
0: yeah yeah why yeah why be a follower just kind of
1: why know, be a follower like that is a mouthful
0: <laughs>
1: i love that question
0: yeah you never well at one point but in any case So, all right. So you got your older brothers in this football thing. What were the positions? Were you following their positions? Were they mostly like on the offensive side of football? Yep.
1: All all my brothers are running backs, except my Mm -hmm. little brother. He actually ended up being one of the taller ones of our family. And he was playing linebacker. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, um, we were all running backs, crazy. Oh. I'm, and I'm the only one who actually, you know, made the transition to wide
0: receiver like an idiot, but <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. All right. So team sports. How old were you when you when you got on your first football team? And like Five. how was that experience? Five. I was
1: old. Um
0: it so was a no tackle, obviously, yeah. F-O.
1: Uh yeah, yeah. We were oh, fully yeah? padded. Fully padded. It was a uh um a league in uh Gainesville, Florida.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um we were the uh the pee Wee gators or whatever. Uh and it, you know, we had a couple of games, but it it was just basically us just running around with football. But yeah. that's that was my first like you know, initial exposure to official football. Um, it wasn't until I I turned, uh, I was probably about seven. Uh, nope, that's not true. I was about a, I was probably either nine or ten when I be when we joined this uh this league, um, or I'm sorry, this team called the Cathedral. Uh, what were they Cathedral? Something. I don't even remember the the name of the, the, the team name, but I was uh, I was a lineman and I wasn't too happy about that position. <laughs> my brother was playing running back, but because of my weight at the time, um, I had to be on the line. I was too small to like, uh, uh, well, not too small. I was too big to be on the team under me and too small to like be in any position that was You know, significant or or made an actual impact. Not not that linemen don't have a significant position because they do. Shout out to all my linemen out there. I know you guys are watching. um (laughs) Honestly, like you know, football doesn't happen without the line. Let's let's be honest.
2: Oh yeah, for
0: sure. Uh,
1: It's a very important role. But but as when you're in little league, you don't you don't think like that. You know, all you want to do is be the quarterback or the running
0: back, superstar. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly, exactly. So anyway um i was a part of the cathedral team and they it was a um it was a church league um well nope that's not true it was a church who owned the team in a regular league so we were playing like people from the east side the west side you know and in atlanta you have to understand you know when i when i say we were we were a part of a church team playing like these other schools (laughs) or not other schools but other teams from different parts of atlanta you know, it's it can be a bit intimidating. Let's <laughs> just say that. Uh, when you know yeah. your 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 um coaches are are uh you know praying and you know uh giving their pep talks with uh you know God is going to make sure that we win this game, and then you hear on the other side we're going to f these motherfuckers. Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, was, it was interesting, but.
0: I've 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 seen that
1: yeah yeah and this I mean we're kids (laughs) but uh so yeah that was that was my introduction to actual football um and then shortly after the I think the two years later is when I uh we went. I was in middle school and then started in the seventh grade uh as a running back
0: Hmm. Hmm. okay
1: I'm mad I can't think of that our that that's that team the cathedral warriors cathedral warriors
0: okay huh so in this football journey rather at so you basically from your brothers you already knew like okay like like running back was the well, see, was I, a route for you.
1: So I, I didn't know anything else, right? Like okay. all I knew is what they knew. Yeah. And all they knew is what they they've already had already been exposed to. And again, um, you know, you have to keep in mind, you know, and and this is for all the fathers who are listening, um, you know, you play a major role in the development of your children, right? Not just mm-hmm. not just sons, but your children, period. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my father was absent, right? Uh, And so my brothers were technically my fathers. Yeah. And so, you know, everything that I learned about football came through them. Now, they can only teach so much, right, because they're kids themselves. Uh, They're teenagers, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But that's that's all I knew. So there was no question for me that I wasn't playing running back because that's what my role models were doing.
2: Yeah.
1: You know what i mean and and you know without anyone saying like hey listen like son you can do this as well and be just as good right like like or even even as like one of my coaches they never even made the suggestion because i was so bent on being a running back it was just like okay you're fast you know you're strong like yeah we're going to give you the ball and let you run with it right and i was you know naturally talented like so that's what happened.
0: Yeah. If your brothers were all here, and you had to answer this this question, let's just let's just imagine, know. envision it's, that all your brothers, that all your siblings are here. <laughs> Who's the best athlete in your family? In your household? Now the. <laughs> and why are you number one?
1: There's an easy answer and a more complicated answer to this question, right? The easy answer is obviously I'm the best, right? And they, you know, they don't hold a torch because you know I was the fastest, right? I had the fastest forty time. Um, I had more touchdowns. Well, not that's not true. My one of my older brothers had way more touchdowns than I ever did in high school. Um, but i am the only one who played collegiate uh on the collegiate level even though my brother did go to maryland but he never played (laughs) so i i take the cake on that however now if i'm being honest with myself right which i usually always am and i still would say that i'm number one being honest with myself but i do know that two other siblings were better than me and could have definitely gone much further than me um, had they made other decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Or better decisions. Uh, so example for the brother who went to Maryland, uh, he was a Maryland, what are the tarps? Um, he uh, was there for a while. I, you know, I don't, I, if I, if I was able to see if they were actually on I, if he was on, I I tell his story. But if he, I can't tell it behind his back, um, but uh, you know, he just made some bad decisions when he got there, and didn't get a chance to actually like you know live out that that dream. And then my other brother, um, uh, James, I, I can should give their names. It's fine. Um, he was an animal, like when it came to, and he played on both sides of the ball. Uh, when it came to, like, finding the ball, like, he had a nose for the ball, right, on defense. Um, Wasn't as fast as the rest of us. But, I mean, the guy was, like, impressive when it came to just, you know, being a football player. Um, But he just wasn't as athletic as the rest of us. Yeah. So that's my answer. I'm sticking to it. it I'm the one always.
0: Always. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) there we go so quickly back to what uh in the chat so melinda is talking about so when i did track right and just to paint this picture quickly i did track in freshman year of high school right so Mm -hmm. how old (laughs) are your freshman year maybe 15 16
1: yeah around there 14 15 yeah
0: 14 15 All right. Coming from my background, right? I grew up in the church. All right. So I grew up, you go to church on Sunday, you got your Bible study during the week, you got your choir rehearsal during the week, praise the Lord. All right. (laughs) So when I started to practice on the track team, and the coach started giving his speeches to motivate us. It was a whole bunch of you, you dirty mother. And and yeah. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't used to that. With like my friends, yeah, okay, fine. But from adults to like kids, I yeah. and that was normal. That was just what it is. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or was. So Well, so the thing is, you know, and I... Has that worked? I'm not curious if that works. You know
1: what? It all depends on, I guess, the the chemistry between that person and their players, right? Or that person and uh, the members of whatever team that you're a part of, right? Because anyone can go out and just, you know, swear up and down and, you know, Say all kind of obscene like you know gestures and you know all those things, but unless you have real chemistry with your players, you know it, it doesn't work. It just it's just like oh, all right, yeah, he's he's just or she's just you know on another episode, you know whatever it is that they do. However, you know, and I and I've had both, right? I've had you know coaches who um, have had a real influence on us, and all they did was swear like that's all they knew like i don't even think they their vocabulary extended beyond uh, like i would love to see them like represent themselves in a courtroom like like just to see how they would like conduct themselves but um you know at the same time and in the same breath you know most coaches at that level right if you're not coaching at a collegiate high school even high school um, No, no, no. Let's leave high school out of it because there's a lot of uh, um, amateur coaches in high school. Mm -hmm. So if you're not coaching at a collegiate or professional level, uh, then chances are you know one day you rolled out of bed and was like, "Hey, I want to give back to my community, right? I want to, I want to, you know, make an influence or make an impact on you know uh, the younger generation, right?" Uh, So there's no training that comes along with how to motivate uh, a child, right? There's no training on, uh, you know, the proper, uh, conversation to have when a child like messes up. Right. And, you know, sometimes in that setting, messing up is subjective, right? Because, you know, the child understands one thing while you're trying to explain another thing and, you know, it doesn't always seem to mesh or tend to mesh. And so, um, So on one hand, right, I'm sympathetic to the fact that, you know, these guys at least went out and tried to uh, or, or, or at least gave some time to these kids. Right. On the one hand. But on the other hand, it's just like you're really doing a disservice if you're coming out just swearing and thinking and thinking that, you know, by raising your voice and yelling and saying like, oh, yeah, you know, you're you're i don't know what you know you know how coaches are
0: yeah right? yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> you know uh or you know even if they're trying to encourage the the team by saying like oh yeah like we're going to tear this shit down or or we're going to fuck these motherfuckers up or mm-hmm. you know at all of this you know it's it's to try and rally the team but at the same time are you rallying the team or are you just causing confusion
2: hmm.
1: because at the end of the day you know you want to win but, you know, is it by any means necessary or, you know, is it based on the strategy that you've coached and trained, you know, prior to the game?
2: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. So I, I'm on the fence with when it comes to, you know, coaches and the way that they talk to to players.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I um on the collegiate level. I I get it. You know but for me the middle school and the high school just based on how I was raised
2: mm-hmm.
0: it was just like whoa yeah i had no idea <laughs> like yeah. we can't even curse in the classroom but then after school we go to the <laughs> fields and, and we getting drilled with it correct so
1: and I, I so i'd also say this right so like you get to the collegiate level and at that point, technically, society deems you as being an adult, right? Yeah. You're grown. So, you know, if you can't take a curse word here and there, then that's, you know, you know, it's something you need, you and your therapist needs to work out. <laughs> but, but when you're, you know, you're a high school, middle school, and younger than that, God forbid, uh, you know, it doesn't translate the same, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then it, it, it doesn't actually come out as as coaching, it's just, just words, you know, mm-hmm. being tossed out and, and 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 then you expect more, even though you don't coach more, you just yeah. yell more, mm-hmm. you know? So anyway, I, I, don't, I don't know if that answers your question, but I, yeah, I, I can talk about this all, all all night because it's actually, again, I've experienced it on both sides. Yeah. And, you know, for me, my development didn't really start until I reached the collegiate level, which mm-hmm. is really bad to say and sad to say, uh, oh, my, mm-hmm. my home girl, net just walked in the building. Yo, net, what up? Shout out. Um,
0: yeah, my head is getting all the love right now in the chat. <laughs>
1: hey, so that's, <laughs> that's my, actually, she's my, uh, one of my childhood friends from seventh grade. We went to middle oh, school wow. there, and are still good friends. i actually just saw her when I was in Atlanta. I've never seen anyone twerk better than her.
0: Oh, huh. <laughs> we got to have her on the pod, twerk queen.
1: Whenever you have a a, a month of uh, uh, uh twerkers, she mm. should be one of your guests.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: There's technique to it.
0: <laughs> Star child social. We gotta, yeah, we gotta think of some themes going into season four,
1: right? Mm. But, um, but anyway, I digress. Uh, I so. Uh yeah, I've been on both sides of it and you know there's there's success in both, but you know, it, it, I get I think it's just the way you you know the way you go about it, right? Like, yeah, sometimes you know you 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 get frustrated because in that situation and in, in coaching, there's passion in that as well. You know, when mm-hmm. when there when passion is involved in anything, you never know what you're gonna say. Yeah. Um until you you know go co- go back and you know reflect on what you said and then you know maybe you're you're remorseful maybe you're not but yeah. um, you know when passions involved anything can fly out but at the same time you know when it comes to team sports and just sports in general there's a certain level of coaching that's necessary and if you don't know how to coach I don't think you should be coaching.
0: I agree, I agree. There's a debate going on. And um one of our previous guests, JC Santana, yeah, first week of this month, March, he says that most great coaches were never great players. They were usually average players who became phenomenal coaches. It's very rare that phenomenal athletes are able to be phenomenal coaches did he say why? what's your view he he first made the reference and jc if you're watching and you want to interject and cut me off feel free in the chat uh, he started off basing it off of his experience mm-hmm. for he's been 40 almost 50 years in the fitness industry as an athlete, he started early. in his maybe age 12 in the gym and all that lifting. So he did the judo. He did the martial arts and all that mm-hmm. uh, from early. And he said he was decent. Uh, the grappling and all that, right? And he was decent, but he said he didn't really, basically, he didn't really get into his bag until he switched hats and became a coach. Right. And he was able to see impressive results to his athletes, to his players, to his clients, through his coaching, more so than himself. And he, we even named some players. We even said, like, Kobe Bryant and, like, LeBron James. And he was, like, he highly doubts they would ever be great coaches. Agreed. So
1: so, I agree with that that, that statement, right? Um, A hundredfold, and here's why.
0: 100%?
1: 100%. Here's why. Most athletes who are good at what they do, it's very difficult to try and teach someone what you do because you're going to base it off of your experience, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's very difficult to teach someone what you do and have the patience to continue to actually try and get another person to see it the way you see it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, it's and and articulate it in a way that they understand it, right? Because you've bu- built this natural, well, not natural, but, you know, you built this ability that has excelled far beyond most to the point where trying to to again uh verbalize that to someone else is very difficult and you and you'll see this time and time again where certain athletes who are good at great athletes are on certain podcasts and things and are are uh being asked like well how do you how did you do this how did you run this route and you'll find that they'll do one of two things right either they will Regurgitate what someone else has told them, right? Mm. Based on like re-watching the film over and over again, Uh, or they'll you know miss or redirect the question, right? Mm. Because it's it's very difficult to do, especially if you're in a setting where you have to, uh, um, you know, pay attention to more than just one position, right? Or one particular um, um, phase of your game, right? Um, and again, the, some of the greats—they focus on one aspect of the game for for you know months, years at a time, sometimes, right? And so, it's, and and so, to get in a situation where you have to articulate this to someone else in a way that they understand it the same way you do is very frustrating to to a competitive athlete, right? Who all they know and understand is win. And if you're not winning the way they want you to win, <laughs> then, you know, mm. it's like it's a waste of time, you mm. know, versus versus a, a, an athlete who may not have been as good. Right. But they saw things differently because they weren't as good. Right. So they there wasn't a lot of pressure for them to be number one. There wasn't a lot of pressure for them to, uh, you know, um you know, spend a lot of time on certain crafts where they actually ended up focusing and, and being able to see a bigger picture and now have the ability to articulate that bigger picture to a much more uh, receptive crowd, if that makes sense.
0: Hmm. I I guess what I thought, what I figured was that a average player would have a harder time gaining the respect from athletes because you weren't even all that, bro. Like what you really <laughs> know? That was my thought process. Like, how well, yeah. would they get well, the
1: there's, there's that too, right? So there, there's that factor that weighs in, but at the same time it's it's probably easier for that same person to become uh what's the word? Um uh, relatable right to the to the team as a whole or or to the to the individual you know if it's like say you know track or you know whatever some of the individual sports um when you can become more relatable because you're you you're, you haven't been on that platform right nah. but at the same time if you're you're coming from that platform the only thing that they're focused on is trying to be like you right or trying to get as good as you were right and that and that damages that's not
0: realistic
1: right it damages the development right it damages the 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 actual uh ability to to grow as a team um so for example i have a buddy of mine uh uh just taylor man this guy he was a very good athlete right in high school college or um in high school uh i think he went to college for a couple of years um, but a great athlete. This guy, you know, he was on several teams, but, you know, some of his teams did well, some of them not so much. He now has a, a basketball team and his son is a part of the team and he's been basically traveling with the, um, or grooming, you know, his son and, you know, several other players um uh, since they were, you know, toddlers, I guess. But these kids are like number one in the country and have been for like the past three to four years and it's mainly because of the way that he coaches and he coaches in a way that that you know allows them to to relate to him and understand that you know there's no one better or 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 greater than what we're trying to accomplish together right and you know it's one thing for for someone to actually uh, or for you know a player who's amazing to try and like uh relay that that same message but at the same time you've been great so like how can you say that right or how can i pull up your stats and see that you never passed the ball right <laughs> or you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. You, you know it, it's it's just different so um you know it that you know it's always a factor but at the end of the day you know it's 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 very difficult to to put yourself, to bring yourself to a level uh, from a level of such greatness, you know, like your LeBron James or your Kobe Bryant, and try to, you know, take a a, a team of averages and turn them into, you know, superstars. Hmm.
0: I guess that's probably, yeah. I mean, besides the money difference, which is obvious, but I guess that's why I like your, Michael Jordan was like, "I'm just gonna buy the team," at the coaching stuff.
2: Well, like you know us- what?
1: I will say this though. So I don't know if you're obviously familiar with Deion Sanders, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's uh, coaching at uh, Go at Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what he's done at that school is is very impressive, right? And now mm-hmm. there's other. Uh, athletes who are, you know, getting on board and, you know, joining some of these schools and turning the programs around. But we all know that Deion Sanders is, you know, he's he's a unicorn, right? This guy is like, he's amazing, right? He's he's yeah. always been amazing. Uh, he's always going to be amazing. Like, you know, he, he's just one of those guys, right? So you always have that uh, that outlier. Because I, I don't want anyone to, like, comment later on in the the, uh chat and say oh well it's been done before yeah it it has been done and and people are doing it but if we're talking about the general or or the average uh you know superstar trying to become a coach it just it doesn't happen I'm sorry
0: it reminds me of in the NBA where uh with Jason Kidd Oh yeah, Tracy K. Great athlete. Yeah, but as a coach, he tried to
1: coach and it just didn't work it, out.
0: It was it was a lot of challenges, a lot of chances. Glenn said, "With uh, that, Bill Russell. Bill Russell, yeah. Again, Bill Russell.
1: You know, a unicorn.
0: uh <laughs> oh, yeah, go, going was, off now.
1: Was Larry really a coach? Like, come on."
0: Was he really a so an assistant coach, right?
1: Exactly. Well, I mean, he, he coached for a while, but like what he didn't, he wasn't a, like, who would you compare Larry to? Like, like, let's be honest. He, again, he, you know, he he did his best. He, he was there. Like he did coach, but would you compare him to, uh, well, let me see. What's, who's a, uh, what's the guy from Duke? What's his name? Um.
0: Oh, Coach, Coach K?
2: Yeah.
1: Would you compare him to Coach K? Like, no. come on. No.
2: Like,
1: I get it. Don't get me wrong, which is why I made this, That you know, the, what, I, what I said, what I said. You know, when it comes to – there's certain unicorns out there that have yeah. been able to do it, but it's, it's very difficult. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. That, yeah, that argument always – having me uh, like on the fence with that, so. Hmm. Okay, so Hezekiah, do you know what time it is?
1: Yes, it's color time.
2: Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Woo.
0: <laughs> I have to do my little dance. <laughs> I ain't have to get the people in the chat to rally. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how
1: do I know that? <laughs>
0: Either you you watched last episode or, like, somebody put you on a game.
1: I'm not <clears> snitching. <throat> I don't snitch. Throat> <clears>
0: throat>
2: throat>
0: <sighs> so, boom. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right. Yes. You, you guessed right. It is color time. Oh, yeah. I won't do my little song and dance or anything there. Oh,
2: come
1: on. Come on. You can still do it. You can still do it. Let's see it.
0: Uh, no, nah, but it feels forced now. Like, oh, it, it, it just has on, to come, come on, naturally. Right. You got this. Oh, what do you know? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you should post a video of you doing the uh, dance in the chat, so we oh, can share awesome. that. So we can share that video. It is color time. Color time. All they're getting. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was expecting more. <laughs> it is Color Time. This is the portion of the show where the host will yell out or... Yeah. Let's use that word. Yell, scream out uh, an array of different words. Uh, uh, an array of different colors, rather. And my guests will share whatever comes to mind. Again, it doesn't have to be a certain way. It can be spiritual. It can be religious. It can be explicit. It can be a funny story. It's whatever comes to mind. There is no right or wrong answer, for they are your answers and no one else's. So... With that said, Mr. Color Time Expert, <laughs> are you ready?
1: I'm ready. We're ready. Let's do it. All
0: right. Let's go to the chat. Anybody want to throw out the first color? Anybody have an idea of some interesting colors? Don't say like your basic eight colors. I mean, come on now. It's...
1: <laughs> Give me a challenge.
0: Yeah. See? He wants to be challenged. There we go so so give me some interesting colors and uh we can see you can test these this uh the mental or the iq so when
1: so so let me just let me just clarify though when when i get a color i can basically say whatever i want about said color yes okay
0: yes indeed so uh there's a color in the chat that is um oh, one of my see. favorite colors red oh oh there we go all right here we go color number one salmon pink salmon pink
1: okay now my favorite pair of shorts are salmon pink the reason they're my favorite pair of shorts is because you like fresh? business on social media platforms and at StarChild social through research and planning we create converting posts and stories that attract your ideal client taking that weight off your shoulders enabling you to focus on achieving your goals for your business check us out for a free consultation at www.starchildsocial.com StarChild social holding your hand through this ever-changing world of social media i love salmon and sea bass two of my favorites um and tilapia when it's fried right um however these salmon pink shorts that i've had for much longer than i should have uh when i first bought them uh the first time i wore them was at this polo match in uh rhode island and uh, a buddy of mine invited me and a couple of our friends. We went to this polo match and we got hammered. It was a great time. But the best part about this day was that at the time, you know, I wasn't as financially stable as I am today. And I found a $100 bill on the ground. Mm. And they've been my favorite shorts ever since. Mm that's not true they're not, not my favorite shorts but because of that color it made me think of those shorts
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. did you attempt to look around and see if or... oh no
1: no i was literally like like leaning back on a buddy of mine's truck we were uh, uh tailgating or pre-gaming or whatever and uh it w- literally like I don't even know how it ended up next to my foot. It was like by the tire, uh, the back tire. um, I went to put my cup down on the the ground and saw it. And as I look around, you know, obviously you're going to look, you know, I looked around and no one was paying any attention to it. So I just swiftly, you know, did a (laughs) little quick little shuffle, (laughs) (laughs) got there, grabbed it. And then, uh, yeah, you know, slid it in my pocket, and that was that. There you go, hundred dollar ripple. All
0: right, one time for the in pink color number two. Let's go with let's go with a cobalt blue. Okay
1: cobalt blue i don't even know what cobalt blue is what color is is that like is it lighter which color is closer my shirt or blaze's shirt
0: you can't ask questions you just gotta share oh just
1: go with it okay cobalt blue let me see uh cobalt blue It, it, it makes me think of like um the Rams. Um, uh, what's the name of uh, the Charlotte, North Carolina, Charlotte Rams? They're, they're Rams, right? The North Carolina, the Tar
0: Heels. Aren't they? Oh, Aren't
1: they okay. Like, their mascot is a ram or something, right?
0: Yes, yeah, a ram. That? Is it a horse? Isn't it a horse? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Anyway, it makes me think of a ram um so cobalt blue with rams uh oh so my buddy bought a long time ago a while back a friend of mine bought a uh uh his first uh ram truck Mm -hmm. uh in, in new york and it had all the bells and whistles uh the very first day that he uh pulled it off the lot um i actually ended up going over to his to his place and uh he let me drive it and it was blue i don't okay. know it was cobalt blue but it was blue
0: yeah it's so i had to look it up myself it looks more of a uh a royal blue ish
2: oh
1: yes yeah. yeah it was it was well it was closer to midnight like a midnight blue but that's that's pretty close right
0: Fish kind yeah. of, sure. <laughs> I mean, that's your answer. So, yeah,
1: yeah. that's what I'm going yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll <laughs> go with. Yeah. Cobalt
1: that. blue. That's a good one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I must say. We got more colors there coming with it. Mint green.
1: Mint green. Uh,
0: obviously, that
1: automatically takes me to mint ice cream. And I hate mint ice cream. Here's why uh, I used to date this girl who uh one didn't really like ice cream but she always wanted mint ice cream anytime we did have ice cream um now the reason i hate the ice cream isn't because of her uh it's because of the ice cream itself um well not necessarily the ice cream itself it was the 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 person at the um what's the name of the ice cream sh- place that they have to put it on the little cold bar as they're like chopping it up
0: oh uh, yeah 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 they got a bunch of those like the uh like the cold. nitro yeah
1: yeah yeah you know what nitro i'm talking about
0: freeze right? yeah yeah yeah
1: so anyway she went before me and to get her ice cream made and he's making her ice cream whipping it up whatever gives scoops it up puts it on her thing instead of wiping off the counter or wiping off the mint green he decided to just plop my uh my batch of ice cream down on top of this mint green and so it had this mint green flavor to it and i was so disgusted and so now i hate mint green ice cream
0: Uh, uh... (laughs) yeah mint mint flavored ice cream is Mm. it's not the best like who likes mint
1: mint ice cream like
0: (laughs) it's
1: supposed to be enjoyable
0: I used to like the chocolate mints they would give you at dinner.
1: Oh, now, yeah. Those
0: are amazing. At those Olive are Reef. fire. Oh, Olive Garden. Yeah. Oh, those are yeah. fire. I used to have like three four of those. There, there once
1: was a time that they gave them to you in like hotel rooms and things. They stopped yeah. doing
0: that. I don't
2: yeah. know
1: why, but that yeah. was really cool. I yes. miss them. Mm-hmm. But now I enjoy uh, um, peppermint patties.
0: My
2: favorite
1: favorite, or York, yeah, the York peppermint patties.
0: I never loved those for some reason. Oh man.
1: (coughs) I'd be be happy. Like, if I had ever ever had a bad day, give me like three of those and I just like pop them all in at one time. Oh, just puts me in bliss. Nice, nice, nice and heavenly.
0: So you hear that, ladies. If you ever want to put Hezekiah in bliss, see how we're going left or right?
1: who's star child they they said they love mint mint chocolate boo boo chart star child
0: yeah that's our sponsor
2: (laughs) oh hi oh sorry (laughs) (laughs)
0: she probably calls the shots
1: oh fair enough okay so mint chocolate (laughs) for star child
0: no one else i like so and this is way off of the subject of sports but len and larry's right so i'm i'm vegan out here and len and larry's cookies they're everywhere you see them in the gas stations and publics and gyms they have all these different flavors and and all types of stuff and one of the flavors uh for len and larry's is chocolate mint now <laughs> you gotta try that one though that's that's different
1: Fair enough. All right. So, I mean, as long as it's not mint green, it's fine.
0: <laughs> the color is mint green. I'll see. The chocolate chips, they, they look like a mint green. It's mint green color. But it's really good.
1: Well, at least, but the cookie itself, though, is the cookie The cookie green?
0: is chocolate. It's brown chocolate. All
1: right. Okay. So, yeah. at least, again, the whole cookie is not mint green, like,
0: No. Just the chips. Just the, that's yeah. just,
1: uh, I don't know. That's, that's a deterrent
0: in itself. <laughs> Oh, shout out to that ex.
1: Starchild says talk to me nice. Say less, yeah. Starchild, my bad. <laughs> I used to sure. say that a lot. Talk to me nice or don't talk to me twice.
2: Uh,
1: I got that from some random girl at a bar. Uh, well,
0: <laughs> she didn't lead you to like another hundred dollars, no?
1: Uh no. She actually helped me lose a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So yeah. but yeah. it was a good time. And we had a lot of drinks, so it's fine. Okay. You can't put a price tag on experience. Actually, you can. You can budget for it, but we will we'll save that for another another month.
0: I, I budget my experiences because um, when I was younger, when I didn't budget my experiences, it it brought a lot of other things. Not even expenses. It just brought other things. Um,
1: like what? Let's hear these. Let's hear these
0: other things, Blaze. No, no, that, I'm no curious. you got me. No, up. I feel this is about you. all right This is <laughs> your time to shine. They know me, right? I'm
1: sitting up in my seat now. I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited. Yeah. Let's, let's hear about they, these other things.
0: One day, one day on the pod, I'll, I'll share the in depth story So
1: I'm sure all of our followers are, are, are wanting to know exactly what I want to know, which is about these other things, right,
0: followers? I mean, uh, there are a few of them who already know some of the <laughs> some of the stories. So why why bore them again with those details? Fair Let's nice. just say, as a youngin in my twenties and thirties,
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, no no price tags. I was out here. I was out here in these streets. Oh yeah, living it up until weeks later i um let's just say i had to look both ways before crossing the street
2: ah okay
0: okay (laughs) your your mind can do the rest
1: yeah okay listen you
0: know you don't even want to know what my mind's doing right now so i had to (laughs) look out the look down the hallway you know before i Open the door. I had to make sure no one was following me. Yeah. But in any case.
2: Okay. <laughs> any just... case. Moving on. on. <laughs> going
0: two left, two left. Got to left. To left. Gotta build this back in. <laughs> right. I'm ready.
1: Digress. We digress. Okay.
0: Down the block on that one. Yeah. So back to you. Mm-hmm. The passion. It takes a certain individual to love the sport of football, right? I mean, you're essentially in some tights, right? You're in protective gear, right? You got your helmets on and your pads on, everything. And the average football play is what? Five seconds-ish?
1: Yeah, on average, yeah. Somewhere around there.
0: So it's ATP. It's burst of energy, right? So you got to give your all, your 100, or you should, excuse me, give your all in those five to eight seconds. Um, what is the adrenaline like in those moments? Because it's not like a fight where you're going for eight rounds or five rounds or every round is lasting five minutes. These are seconds. That matter that are crucial, right? What is that like? Those um, segments. That's a really for those who never really had a chance. Yeah.
1: It's so. I guess to, to put it into words, right? Um, granted, it's not it's not a five, Five ten minute, you know, fight. Uh, as if we were boxing, Mm -hmm. right? However, um, each snap Mm -hmm. is its own fight,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. right? And depending on your position, that fight is just as as tense, as intense, as, you know, two boxes going at it, right? Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Adrenaline-wise,
1: right? Because... You know, football, you know, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of our followers and yourself, you probably heard this before, but it's a game of inches. Right. And so. It all boils down to who fought more in between those seconds. Right. Um, Especially if the talent is equally matched. Usually that's not the case. But if it is right, who fought more in in between those snaps? And so the adrenaline is always up. From the first kickoff, which is why, you know, a lot of people I, I actually used to date this girl who couldn't understand uh, why it was so important to be at the game or or be present for the kickoff. The kickoff is huge. It, it's it it sets the tone uh, for the rest of the game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but even if even if no one even you know even if the ball isn't even returned, right? Once it's kicked. As an athlete, you know that once that foot connects with that ball, it's game time.
2: Yeah.
1: And the game is on the line. And now of all the buildup from the week before, right, you're here. You're in the moment. All the practice that, that you put in, all the film that you've watched, now is the time to perform. And that performance happens in between those snaps, which is like you said, four to five seconds, right?
0: So quick, so quick sidebar. Yes. What's more important? Kickoff first quarter or kickoff third quarter?
1: Now, see that that's a question that's subjective, depending on who you're asking. But for me, I think they're equally important. Um granted, the game, like so a lot of people will say, like, oh well. If uh, if the defense was playing better in the third quarter, we would have won the game. Or if the offense didn't, uh, you know, if the quarterback didn't throw that interception in the fourth quarter at the end, we would have won the game, right? But none of that's true. Like the game is won or lost every single snap, right? And in every single snap, you have a chance to either advance the ball or cause the opponent not to. Yeah. And so so there's no like there's there's no right or wrong time where one p- part is more important than the other. Yeah, it's more exciting when it gets closer to the end and it's, you know, the the game is really close. Uh but at the same time in that that be- after again, after that very first kickoff, like n- everything matters. Mm-hmm. Like everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and so and a lot of people tend to lose sight of that. Um, so, but I digress. What was I explaining before that? Before the sidebar,
0: I am old bro. <laughs> Listen. Listen. Listen, I had to watch my back it, and do all these type of things,
1: but no, I'm glad. I'm glad you asked that question because again, a lot of people believe are under the, you know, impression and Oh, the and,
0: adrenaline, the adrenaline yeah. from each snap.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I mean, so, so again, yeah. So for so for me when i was playing running back right high school a part of my college, uh collegiate career i mean my adrenaline just never stopped like i was just always always up even in the locker room just like adamant I'm ready to go like halftime like come on guys let's go we got this we're gonna get back out there um but at the same time you know you can only allow your adrenaline to to do so much, but that I, I don't want to get into that. That just to answer your question, uh, the adrenaline it's 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 similar to between every snap, right? It's similar to the first couple of seconds when you're falling on a roller coaster,
2: mm.
1: right? You know, you you have all the anticipation, right? Right, and it's, and again, this you have to like try and like capsule this into every snap right because the anticipation comes as soon as the quarterback gives you the play right everything has to go into motion in your mind like okay this is what I got to do this is who I've been like you know fighting against this whole time this is what I got to do for him or to him or to to them you know so that this you know our play works well you know whatever the case may be but this is all happening in, in 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 a moment's notice right
0: so every snap so right before every snap it's, that's the roller coaster it's going up, yeah. It's that
1: climb, and yeah. then boom, as soon as you as soon as the ball is hyped, you, you're down, right? Yeah. You're, you're getting that rush, that woo! And then, right, once you get around that first curve, it's like, oh, okay, we got this, right? It's good, we're cool now. But then you're going right back up the very next play, right? Yeah. It's and, and that's how it, that's how it works for for me again, you know.
0: Yeah, that's a good visual, actually. Yeah, it's it's. See, not it's all after stupid.
1: <laughs> so so but I, I say all that to say, you know, that could be trans trans uh transition to any sport, to be honest with you. Um there's adrenaline involved in any in any competitive uh situation competitive. that you put yourself yeah, into. Yeah. Yeah, like even right now, um, you know, in my afterlife, uh or not afterlife, but <laughs> my post uh uh football. Mm-hmm. Uh, life. Um, I find adrenaline in other things. I get adrenaline from cycling. Like, I go, I go to the gym with. The I knew mindset. this was coming. I listen. I go to the I knew gym this was coming. Like, what? What'd she say?
0: I knew this was coming.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I felt it. I'm like, watch it, watch it turn right back into spinning.
1: I'm telling you. I'm t- Like, like it's it's amazing, but you know. Um, You know, you can find adrenaline in anything. So uh, with to try and like say that, you know, football is is more uh, exciting than, you know, anything playing football. Right. Is more exciting than anything else. I, I disagree. I, I think it's just all about who you are and how you approach things. You know, what's Either the most
0: exciting sport?
1: The most exciting sport? <laughs> Golf.
0: <laughs> i mean if you're a millionaire
1: no not not even if you're a millionaire hmm. if i had the chance to do it all over again
0: you would play golf
1: i would have played golf from a as a toddler till now like you wouldn't
0: be you wouldn't be on the podcast right now but i mean
1: that's m- maybe maybe not I'm joking, I, <laughs> could been, I could have been a, a, a for like one of the weeks before as a, as a golf athlete versus a football player, but no, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but yeah, man. Hey, listen, golf is 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 exciting. Like, and depending on how you golf, you know, when when I go, I, I go with a couple buddies, and you know, we're we're really there to have fun, but at the same time, we're competing against each other, right? So you know, there's money involved, there's drinks involved, there's uh,
0: some women involved. Yeah. yeah. I mean not in that order. But. Right.
1: Never in that order. <laughs> but um but yeah, it's it's exciting, man. It's it, and again, this is post, you know, football, you know, life, so
0: I know, mean, don't you got he, time? Don't people start their golf career like in their 40s in their yeah. yeah. Or is that or is that being ignorant? No. Am I being ignorant?
1: No, absolutely not. You're okay. absolutely right. Like most okay. there's a lot of people who uh who uh gone on to be professionals after you know picking up their first club at like 25 and 30 so um it's not too late but at the same time you know it's 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 fun and exciting but it's not anything that i would particularly want to uh invest a lot of uh time in now Mm if if i was to give you my, my honest opinion about what's the most exciting sport um i would and I don't want to like make this too deep, right? I don't want to go too deep into it, but uh, that I was all depends say, on. chess
0: <laughs> I wasn't but, sure where you were going with it.
1: Listen, there's this movie out on Netflix uh, <laughs> that made me more excited about chess than I've ever been in my entire life. I can't think of the, the name of the movie at the moment, but it's amazing. Uh, but anyway,
0: no, I would the say Swindler? Like, what is it? The Tinder Swindler. <laughs> No, nah, nah, not. The, the, the,
1: have, I haven't even seen that yet, but I've heard some great things about it. Um. Anyway, uh, no, so what I was gonna say is like it, it all just depends because I've I've been in like at certain soccer events, and being in the environment, it was bananas. Like from the very start to finish, right? Yes. Uh, I think it was Colombia versus Brazil, and I was in Wynwood. And it was insane, right? The atmosphere was just insane.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: however, you know, you compare that to being at a Super Bowl party. Uh, for example, when the Falcons was in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, I was living in New England at the time, and the atmosphere was insane, right? Like, at least for the first three quarters. and the- First three
0: quarters. <laughs> and then... <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that, is the game and then y'all goes. blew it
0: or they blew it <laughs> right that's,
1: well we're not going to talk about that that's still a sore subject all these years later but um anyway so one
0: yeah one time for the retired tom brady okay. facts well he's coming back isn't he oh yeah yeah yeah
1: you said he, he said he, he does he has one more year in him oh i thought oh okay
0: head fake tom brady yep. okay
1: yeah he's coming back
0: i was getting excited at that the eagles had a clear shot but okay. I,
1: <laughs> I told everybody i'm buying a tom brady jersey this year i don't care <laughs> me i'm rocking, i'm going to all his games if i can that's <laughs> not true but i'll i'll make a
0: couple oh tampa yeah he's right
1: yeah so i'm yeah, definitely yeah. going to the tampa and falcons game
0: um yeah. but that's yeah, did they play the probably. eagles this season i had a I check i probably do probably do they they play us a lot but i, but I know it's not every any case yeah um so you 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 said something and i just kind of want to dive into that a little bit is that the right time hey see we are going here oh wow i didn't even notice the time. we are going we are rocking here um i want to get into different uh football positions just for those who may not be familiar they just see a bunch of guys in tights with helmets on. I may not know, you know, um, so can you describe the audience a little bit of what a running back is and, and does? Yes.
1: Yes. So <clears throat> a running back is, uh, usually the person who lines up, this is, you know, in, For the majority of of the snaps on offense but directly behind the quarterback right um now their job is to do one of two things either advance the ball from a handoff from the quarterback uh maybe a pass uh or protect the quarterback Right. right um hence the name you know running back you know they're behind but they can end up in front with the ball um that's without you know without going into too many details that's basically uh, it right um, they also can provide uh, a way for the quarterback to read the defense so for example if they were to be put into motion and before the ball is snapped ends up motioning out towards the right or left and the defense shifts
2: mm-hmm.
1: because of that movement, uh, it gives the quarterback a better idea of what type of zone or coverage that the defense is playing. Um, but for the most part, just to keep it you know, uh, simple is better, um, their job is to take the ball or get a handoff from the quarterback uh, or a toss um, or a pass uh, and advance the ball. Yeah
0: that that position to me <clears throat> seems um what's the word the the running back position seems so challenging because it's not just speed Correct. it's not just strength or brute force right it's Correct. The agility, its vision. I've seen the plays and when they play it back, I'm saying, how the hell did the running back see that that hole that that was going to be a hole? Correct. Like, how, you know what I mean? It's yes. all that.
1: And not not, you know, and that's again, that's something that they've they've trained for for years, right? Yeah. To like to be able to see the hole before it even develops, right? Mm-hmm. And know where your linemen are going to be and things of that nature. But, um, you know, as a running back, you know, that that, it's a skill position, right? Uh, And in a skill set position like that, you have to be a little more agile and aware uh, than most other positions on the field. Um, You know, and at the same time, you're designed to... You basically uh, take the ball or have the ball a little more than the quarterback, right? Um, so the quarterback obviously starts with the ball every single play, right? Usually, right, in general. Um, and the next person after that technically or, or you know, most commonly uh, who uh, will have the ball in their hands for majority of the time is the running back. Uh, And with that being said, that means that you will be tackled, right, at some point. Now, unless you're Barry Sanders, who, you know, is too elusive to get tackled by anyone.
0: The Emmitt Smiths.
1: Yeah, you know, um, the greats. uh, You know, you'll you'll get tackled. So your body has to be in a certain physical condition and shape Mm -hmm. to withstand that type of, like, you know, physical damage, right? You know, I, I, let's not call it damage, right? Just that type of physical contact.
0: Contact, you know yeah. You,
1: um, you know, it would be very difficult for someone who looks like, or not looks like, but has the physique of, uh, what's my man name? Uh, Usain Bolt to yes. be a running back. It's just <laughs> difficult. Not saying it's impossible, but it's difficult. Um wow you know, because it it requires a certain level, a certain level, a certain build, right? Now, we have running backs who necessarily are interchangeable now, where they can get in, uh, get into the game, right, for specifically designed for them, that particular play. And then next thing you know, they are actually, you know, uh, uh, either flanked out, and when I say flanked out, I just mean like uh, positioned outside of the tackles, um, while another running back comes in who's a little more bulkier, right? And can withstand a block from um, or contact from a linebacker mm-hmm. so that the quarterback's not, isn't harmed at any point, you know? So that's, um, you know, uh, oh, and somebody just mentioned like it's the toughest position to play. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's a difficult position. I, I wouldn't say the toughest, but it's, it's definitely very difficult to be a running back.
0: And usually most plays, there are like two to three. Say it again? Most plays, there are two to three. Well, depending on your your offense, but it's usually not just one. Running back. Right.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, right. I mean you you know, with any position, though, you have to have, you know, at least a two to three
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh backups because mm-hmm. at any given time um you know you can step on someone can step on your foot and be out for the rest of the game or
2: yeah.
1: break an ankle or you know something you know
0: damaging could happen yes. and you have
1: to have someone to step in to fill in those shoes yes. um
0: to and even for like to confuse the other team too, so even like decoys or well, yeah, yeah, you know, definitely.
1: definitely. I mean, um, but so to Glenn's to Glenn's point, Glenn Cortez, I, I like mm-hmm. this guy. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, he's okay,
1: yeah, and and I want to I want to uh comment on Melinda's uh uh son as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to Glenn's point, the the toughest position on the field, it's it's that's that's not entirely accurate if you if you're basically if you're basing it off of like stats right um, if you ask me and, and again this this also could be subjective if if you're not using statistics right statistics show that uh, there are much tougher positions on the field I won't get into that uh, for the sake of this conversation but at the end of the day for me, I think to Melinda's point and her son, uh, the offensive line is definitely a very tough position to be in. And the reason I say that is because majority of the game or majority of, of their snaps, right, they're getting rushed, right? And if we're looking at if – let's just take the, the pros uh, into uh, – as, as examples here. You know, you're looking at, you know, these massive 280, 300 pound yeah, guys right. charging you every single play, punching you every single play. And your only defense, right, is to backpedal <laughs> or, or take some steps back and punch, you know, with your hands, right? Uh, you know, that's your only defense where they can do whatever they, you know, have to to get around you which it, and it gets violent, right? Um so to be in that position and getting punched every single play, uh it's it's not only do you have to be mentally tough for that because you also have to understand the the scheme that that's being ran in order for the play to actually develop, right? Mm-hmm. So you're protecting on one end, but you're also thinking about your uh Uh, Your teammate who's on the same line with you on the other end while, Mm -hmm. you know, making sure that no one else is coming across your path, uh, you know, so that it doesn't interrupt the play. You know, there's a there's a lot that goes on. And
0: to further your point, most of the linemen aren't 280, 330 solid. Correct. A lot of them are. They got the pot bellies and all that. You know I mean, what I mean? This, this whole mass. Is, and they still got to have, you know, that endurance to play after play. And,
1: and and I'm glad you mentioned that. That endurance, right? Where they are some of the biggest people on the field. And they get tired a lot faster than most people on the field. But guess who's in the game the the entire time? Just, yeah. Right? Like, don't get me wrong. They're not sprinting down the field 40 right. yards like wide receivers so I, I understand them coming down coming off the field every now and then uh some of them actually don't but you know i understand that but at the same time when you're like in a physical
0: battle yeah. you're like fighting every play
1: literally every play yeah. right talk about adrenaline like yeah. like that that it, it i don't know that for me again it's subjective and uh it's statistics not. will will say otherwise but for me yeah. They have the most difficult position on the field, offensive yeah. lineman, defensive lineman, not so much.
0: Yeah, and then Glenn says, as far as injury, so oh yeah, they take the most hits.
1: Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, without question. And that, and that's that, that goes back to what I alluded to earlier, right? Like they have to have a certain body type to withstand not only the blows that they're going to take blocking but every single tackle that they're they're bound to take right you're you're as a running back you are going to get tackled you're signing up to get tackled literally Mm -hmm. right even wide receivers they can choose not to get tackled they can catch the ball and drop to the ground right that's fine or they can catch the ball and run out of bounds they can do that every single play but they're still advancing the ball all they got to do is catch it but for a running back if you're running between those tackles you're gonna get hit, right? Hope chances are, and and the chances are, you know, really high, probably between 80 to 90% chance -hmm. you're gonna get hit, running between the Mm tackles. So if you don't have the body type to to withstand that, and I had to quickly, let me, I'll tell you a quick story. So as I mentioned earlier, for some of the listeners who like popped in a little later, um, I played running back all throughout my life until I got to college, right? Now, I realized that I was a little undersized when I got to the junior college, Dean College, Gold Bulldogs. Dogs. And I was uh, in the backfield behind the quarterback. And my job in this particular play uh, was to attack the uh, defensive end and make sure that they didn't, you know, rush the – rush in too fast to get to the quarterback during the play as the play developed. Right. And this was in practice. And this was one of my, one of my friends, (laughs) right. Who's lined up on the other side. Now this defensive tackle, I have to give, I I have to put this into perspective a little bit. This guy, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, uh, the former tight end uh, or not tight end, but uh, defensive end uh, Julius Peppers
2: Mm -hmm.
1: called him his nickname. Was baby peppers, right? But there's nothing baby about this guy. He was massive. He stood about six, seven, could easily bench like, you know, four or 500 pounds, like squatting like something ridiculous. Like the only reason he wasn't playing D1 was because of his grades or, or something like that coming out of uh, high school. So, anyway, long story short, uh, as The ball is being hiked. Now, mind you, I know I have to go block this guy, right? So I'm thinking of what's the best way for me to, like, you know, chop him down without, you know, damaging myself, right? I should have, you know, tried to decide on this prior to actually the ball being snapped, but it's, you know, whatever. I'll figure it out, right? As I'm running towards him and he's sprinting full speed towards me now, this, we have about, I'd say, 10 yards between each other. Before collision, right? Um, or no? Before the the snap of the ball. Now, obviously, as we're running towards each other, the you know, the yard is uh, is shortened. Yeah. Um. Once we made contact, I thought for sure I got the better version of this guy, right? I just thought somehow in my mind I came up on top, right? However, as I'm opening my eyes, <laughs> I realize that I'm on my back. My helmet is twisted sideways. there's snot running all down my nose and like like every like it was a un, uh, like an ungodly scene, right <laughs>
2: and,
1: and all I remember is everyone being surrounded by me saying, yo, like what just happened right Like I had no idea what took place, but apparently I was on the ground for about I, I, I definitely got a concussion, right because I tried to hit him up top. And this guy just ran me clean over. Like it wasn't even like, it, it wasn't even funny. Like it was just, and we watched it and watched it several times on tape. And you know, we had a good laugh for a couple weeks. You know, whatever.
2: <laughs> but
1: anyway, I say all that to say, you know, again, you have to have the body type to be a running back.
0: Yeah, yeah. Huh. And they're they're different, right? So. You know, your, your running backs are usually under six, right?
1: Sometimes, yeah. Usually.
0: Yeah. Um, and... I think in the
1: professional level, they're, they're averaging a, at about six, one now.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: so, but I mean, you know, naturally, you know, everyone's kind of, you know, advancing and getting bigger when it comes to every position yes. um, on the field. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, but you do, you're right. You have your different types of running backs. You have your mm-hmm. your more stalkier running backs. You have mm-hmm. your more leaner running backs who um, have the ability to, uh, you know, um, they're like speed backs, right, is whats is what they're being called these days. Um, and usually the speed backs are a little more successful because, you know, they can outrun, you know, yeah. most linebackers and things, you know. Yeah. Um, and they're, you know, much more shiftier. Um and have the ability to break tackles in open fields and things. So uh, but at the same time with your more stockier running backs like uh the guy from Tennessee, what's his name? Uh uh the Titans, um uh oh, Shucks with the braid. The now guy. yeah. Uh what's his name? Uh he's a he's a savage, man. This guy's just just dying. Glenn, come on. Uh, yeah, hopefully somebody knows knows what I'm talking about. but um I can't think right now. Uh, his name is on the tip of my tongue. but anyway, whatever, he's 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 big, he's aggressive, and like it takes at least three guys to just get this guy on the ground. You know what I mean? Like if you're going one on one and head up with him, you are automatically know chances are you're not gonna tackle him by yourself, right? So you can either jump on his back and just go along for the ride and wait for your team to come or you can just, you know, accept defeat, uh, and, <laughs> and it's lights out, you know? So, but anyway, so yeah, so there's, there's different types of running backs for sure.
0: Yeah. Hmm. It's a game. You bought, we re- where we're about to hit two hours in here. We going, we going, we going, um, Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, yeah.
1: Derrick Henry is a yeah, new glam would know. I wish he gets traded to like the Falcons.
0: <laughs> Wishful thinking. Or the Eagles.
1: Eh, not so much the Eagles,
0: you know.
2: Mm.
0: <laughs> I mean, we coming back for our second chip, you know, man? so. Right. You know. <laughs> so we gonna figure yes. it out.
1: Anyway, but, but so, you know, that, so we, we, we talked about running backs, right? And, but obviously there's, you know, there's so many positions on the field, um, you know, and people find that, you know, the two most important is like the strong safety and the quarterback, right? They're, they're technically like the, they're called the brains of the field, right? On both sides, um. And just just to give like a lot of our viewers and and or your viewers, not our viewers, <laughs> this is my show now, just so you know, Blaze. Like, um
0: this is all your episode, <laughs> bro. You?
1: But like I think it's I think it's good to understand, you know, the different positions. And you know, I won't go into every every last one of them, but you know, the line linebackers play a major role when it comes to defense. Um the quarterback obviously pay, plays a major role when it comes to offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, fly Eagles, fly! <laughs> I love this guy, Glenn. Um, the <laughs> uh, y'all gonna make me break out the, the dirty, the old dirty bird. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and then the, the the defensive backs as well, who don't you know they don't get as much credit unless they're like making you know interceptions every night. But at the or same sacks. time, or sacks, or something or sacks. But at the same time, you know, you have a good defensive back who is just locking down receivers that takes away options from the quarterback. You know, so every position has its, you know, its parts. Um, And it depends on, uh, again, that that adrenaline between those snaps. Who's going to win that snap? Right. And that's and that's where your ball game is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's so much I again I'm I'm a little selfish I'm a little biased because this is football is my sport so I could talk about this you know forever um however and it's spring break so parents you all should be chilling right
1: (laughs) is it this week for like uh the actual children like kids are on spring break right now
0: I think for Dayton Broward is this oh, okay. week. But we we have so many different schools. We have like the the private schools. Do we still have the year-round schools here? I'm saying this like I'm not from here, but
1: uh, so I again I'm i I know a few
0: years back we used to have the year-round schools. I don't know if we still have that. Uh, but it's basically from what I've gather spring break is basically march and april uh it's like a month it's like four to five weeks of like all different times i mean not time but all different weeks
1: see and that's you know the funny thing is for for most uh people with children you know spring break is different the the when you mention spring break you know most people with children automatically think oh that's you know the week the kids are going to be home right (laughs) <laughs> but when I hear spring break, I'm like, oh, that's the month that the beaches will be filled. <laughs> right.
0: So yeah. it's 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 different. I think, oh, all right, my son's not in school and I think no school zones for a week. Right. <laughs> so I can leave later to work. So it depends on where you are in life exactly yeah. exactly yeah yeah um so man there's so much i want to dive into uh i just don't want to turn this into a two and a half hour podcast but yeah so much.
1: i'm on your time man i I've, I've scared cleared my schedule for the night
0: I've, I've been ready for this for about two weeks now so um in the chat are y'all ready to go to bed or y'all want to you know keep on digging Y'all want to keep on going
1: um I can talk football all day. I, so the, yeah. and the thing is like I I can talk about my experience with football. Um and I can sit here and give you story after story about, you know, uh how I got beat or how I beat someone else, you know. Um
0: Yeah, we didn't we fight. didn't get into you know, a lot of this stuff. Okay, yeah. here we go. Here we go. Share with us one of either the or one of your darkest moments, your 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 lowest low or one of your lowest lows during this journey of football
1: okay um that's easy high school uh hey, blaze <laughs> high school uh we were playing a rival school stevenson jaguars um and the game was close uh it was the fourth quarter and i was uh you know, I was pretty much at the top of my game. I was a junior at the time. And um, I got the call, right, in the huddle. Uh, Ball's coming to me. I'm going up the middle, right, right between the tackles. And, uh, you know, it's one of those plays where you know you're going to get a chance to have uh, one-on-one with the safety.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: as long as you beat that safety, it's a touchdown right? Sure enough, I get the ball. Uh, I uh, dart between uh, the uh, center and the uh, guard. I'm off to the races. Literally, no one's in front of me. I've already beat the safety. He's nowhere in sight, right? All of a sudden, one of the cornerbacks run me down. And instead of like stiff-arming this guy or like, you know, doing some type of athletic move to get to the end zone. Now, and you're going to love this when I tell you where I was on the field. But instead of doing some athletic move, I decide that I'm going to try and like just slow down to let him go by me because of how fast he was running. As I did that, he manages to punch the ball out of my hand. I fumbled the ball. And again, we're at this was we the, the game was tied. It's the fourth quarter. We probably had all of like three minutes left on the clock, right? Maybe. All I had to do was score. It, it would have been in the bag. This guy punches the ball. I fumble the ball. I was at no, they recovered the ball at the two-yard line. How does that happen? <laughs> I, never forget that play. That's that will be a Matter of fact, my my friends and family never let me live that down just saying cuz i mean and that, and it was a break too oh let me let me just let me go back a second i broke for about 60 yards maybe it was like 50 60 yards like we were on the uh 38 39 yard line so i so this was like you know everybody's like running down the sideline with me like everyone in the crowd is like cheering like yeah we're about to win we're about to win and then
0: I fumble. <laughs> but see, football is one of those sports where split second, right? You're expected yeah. to make a decision. Yep. Right yep. there, and sometimes it's the right decision. You see people; they uh, they will hurdle over the other <laughs> team. They'll spin, whatever, and sometimes you get a fumble on the one yard line.
1: I mean, honestly, looking back at it. Yeah. all I, I didn't have to do anything. all I had to do was just keep running. I would have scored. Uh-huh. but like I saw this guy in my peripheral and I'm like, he's running too fast to stop. and sure enough, if he didn't hit the ball, I would have scored, right? But he hit the ball, hit it right on the nose, it popped out of my arm. The rest is history. like yeah, uh, yeah you're right, melinda that that was the whole crowd was like, oh. <laughs> it was awful. It was awful. <laughs> uh, so that
0: that reminds me of the Super Bowl with the Seattle Seahawks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And Did instead of in- having to run the ball into the end zone, they threw it.
1: Threw a pass. Picked off. <laughs> Patriots win. Like what? crazy uh, but like again we we get this this can be said about any play in the history of football yeah. like it comes down to just those split second decisions yeah. right and and inches all day you know but uh but yeah so that was anyway that was my worst worst moment in the history of my football career i had some wow. other I was close but that was definitely the worst
0: You, it's still a blessing because, or maybe I'm wrong, but because I know for some players, one of their worst is that injury
2: Ah, where they hear a
0: snap, (laughs) you know, they hear a crunch. Yep. And they got to be, you know, they got to be hauled off the field. They got to be taken off and that's it.
1: I, I can say, uh, you know, throughout my entire career of playing football or just being an athlete in general, um, I've never had uh, an injury that I, you know, I've never been injured, right? Cause there's injuries and then there's getting hurt, right?
2: Yeah.
1: And sometimes I, I feel like some athletes, you know, don't truly understand the difference between the two, um, but I've never been injured to the point where uh I couldn't you know bounce back within a couple days time um or maybe a a week at most you know those hamstrings when you pull those they suck but uh so yeah so I can you know praise be to you know the the most high you know because I can't say that for a lot of my colleagues and, and peers and things because you know I've seen I've witnessed uh, some really, really bad ones, and we're talking from uh, just a sprain to death, you know. So, yeah, it's tough, and, and it's and it's, you know, it's it's one of the more more physical sports out there. Um, when it comes to uh, the demand of the body and the ability to be injured, um, and you know, no matter how how much uh R D is put into the sport itself and preventing the injuries. You know, all it takes is just one just one one second of That's your life fun. and it's a wrap.
0: Yeah. 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 I've seen so much. Even last week, uh Coach Cat, as a as a great women soccer player, she spoke about these injuries that have plagued her. You know that they took her out the game for like a year or like a year and a half, and Mm -hmm. all of that. And um, I mean, even with myself, I there are certain injuries that just never really went away. Mm -hmm. Yes, they've got. I know how to. I know how to control them to a point. I know that I have to be really warm. I know certain exercises that that help. Um, but there are just certain injuries that even if it's usually a two, right. it's still been there, you know, for over 10 years, Right. over 15 years is like, I still got to be careful because of that or that. And even last year, two of my injuries flared up last year. And those mm-hmm. who, who know, uh, my herniation, my, I got L three and L five. So right in my lumbar. Lower back. And when that flares up, you're in the bed. And guess what? You can't move. You can't get out the bed. You gotta (laughs) slay there in the bed. And even if you just that much, no, yeah, you can't move. Yeah. And then I had my ankle. I was in a boot. I was in a walker. And also not fun. Well, see, you know what? Uh I was able to bounce back. So
1: Right. But I would I would question, right. Or I would pose the question, right, even in your in your ability to bounce back. Right. And for most most athletes, like, you know, we see people get injured in things quite often um, and they, they come back. Right. They make their their ultimate comeback. Unfortunately, everyone doesn't have the uh, the Dak Prescott uh, trainers and, and, and <laughs> staff,
0: right? RG three, no or RG three,
1: right, right. But like at the same time, what the question that I would pose is: even though you've physically bounced back, right, have you mentally bounced back, mm. right? And uh, for most, I would say, you know, mm. they're in out of fear of recreating that situation again. They're not the same athlete as they were before. Yeah, you know. Um, and that, and that plays a major factor when it comes to competing, you know? So yeah, physically it's, you know, because our bodies are able to do amazing things, man. You know, <laughs> well, 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 let, let me say this. <laughs> Men's bodies are able to do, uh, cool things. Women's bodies are able to do amazing things, right?
0: <laughs> hey, big shout out to what's the name again? Uh, to Antoinette?
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, <laughs> twerk, Turk, twerk, queen. Hey.
0: <laughs> theme, theme for, I gotta think of it. We start again in August. We got carnival in October, maybe theme for October. October, yeah, that would be a great thing. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> but anyway, yeah. uh, you know, these bodies are able to, you know, withstand and, and, and go through a lot and then, you know, have the ability to self-rejuvenate sometimes, you know, uh, or self-heal. Uh, but the mind is different, man. The mind is very fragile. And a lot of people tend to overlook that sometimes when it comes to injuries, when it comes to anything, you know, that that shapes the body. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day who, um, a friend of mine, uh, he actually, he was a lineman. And one of the games, he actually ended up on his neck. After trying to make a block, uh, and he was rushed to the hospital. They took him out on a stretcher, and uh, you know we we joke about it a lot because the way he, he was a big guy, and for him to end up you know coming down on his head like that was is was incra- insane. Like it was crazy, but uh, and thankfully he walked away from it. Uh, but you know till this day he still has like that PTSD uh, from that that moment. You know, in his life, where he could have snapped his neck and not be here anymore. You know what I mean? Um, and after after that play, you know, he he wasn't the same. He wasn't the same guy. So, you know, it's it's easy. Yeah, man, it's it's easy to to see athletes and things and say, oh, just walk it off. You know, are uh, you'll be okay? Or or oh, you know, they 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 made it back. You know, they bounce back. They're 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 healed. They're good to go. But like. You know, there's always a piece of you
0: mentally, that is, it never comes back. Yeah, yeah. You see it with the RG three. You see it with, with uh Wentz, Carson Wentz. Oh yeah. And a few others where prior to that injury, like like late. high expectations, like oh, yeah. let's go, yeah. and then they have that surgery, and it's like they're good, but
2: yeah, like
0: something's off. And and
1: let's be honest, like if your mind was able to to like convince you and the rest of your body that hey, we're good, right? Then that's exactly what's gonna happen, right? Everything in you is gonna move the way this mind tells you to move, period. But that's the thing, that mind never comes back the same. And some people call it growth, right? Like you experience something. And now you realize, you know, we're not going to do it the same way because of the results that took place or the consequence that happened because Mm -hmm. of what we did the first time. Right. Mm -hmm. So now we the 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 or 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 it becomes a a, a matter of like, am I going to repeat that same uh, action? And to or try to avoid doing it so that I don't end up in that same situation or, or yeah. it's not the same consequence and like chances are your mind will go with the more uh rational safe option safer
0: yeah you see it where yeah. they are scared to get hit and you yeah. like but picture you getting hit
2: <laughs> <laughs> right
0: you ended up in a hospital and you coming back it's different i even saw it with my son uh so he plays soccer five years old And I think it was last week, on the field, he got hit and he fell down on his chest, right? Boom. And as a parent, we're off on the sidelines and we're like, and he gets back up. He's kind of shaky. He gets back up. And he goes to the sidelines a little bit, breathe it out. And then he goes back and we're like, okay, cool. But then you see that excuse me the place after that when he gets close you see the hesitation right at five he's like
2: hmm hold right up.
0: hold on <laughs> I did <ain't laughs> like how that felt <laughs> right I'm telling you because there are smarter ways there are safer ways
1: yeah man it's you know we 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 learn every day right every day we learn something new every day we make decisions and those decisions are either good or bad right and, and then we, we you know, either smarten up, right, or uh, or just adjust. You know how we make those decisions going forward. Um, but all of it is just mental, like it, it. And it all actually has a or what plays a factor in what we do physically yeah. every day.
0: Yeah. yeah, and it can be taken, as they mentioned in one of the previous episodes for this month, that athletes they they are, I guess you could say. Force, but that's not really the word that I'm looking for. But they're exposed to life lessons being on that field, being on that court, being in that ring, right? It, oh, yeah, it shows you it's <laughs> you know, uh, having the pressure of thinking you can't procrastinate, <laughs> it's gain time, you can't procrastinate, All right? Yeah. And that's that's in in life or certain things you can't wait you don't got time to oh let me see what like you got to make a decision
1: exactly um i mean and this is something that you know you and i discussed prior to actually going live um football has done wonders for me uh and uh it's basically developed who i am as a person um i wouldn't be this the guy that i am um without football, right? And I can say that about a lot of things, but I'm mostly uh, um, uh, making it about football because football was a very large part of my life. You know, yeah. there was times where I I woke up with football and I went to bed with football and all throughout the day was just football, football, football. Yeah. You know, when you're a, co- a collegiate athlete, um, there is no going home, right? There is no like, uh, oh, like, you know, nah, not today, coach. I'm going to hang out with my uh, with my mom or I'm going to hang out with my girlfriend or I'm going to watch a movie. No, 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 no. You're going to wake up at five o'clock in the morning. You're going to be at the gym. After that, if you have classes, you're going to get to those classes, but immediately after you're going to film. After that film, you might be able to eat and then you have practice. That's the first practice of the day. and And, and chances are, depending on, you know, what, program you're with you know you have two at least two practices a day with two sessions two gym sessions and and possibly two uh film sessions and then and you're juggling all of that uh (laughs) while being trying to be a student right and so so again and trying
0: to find yourself
1: and trying to find yourself as a (laughs) as a a, you know a teenager becoming a uh Adult, you know, transitioning into your twenties, like there was a point in time in my life where football was everything. Right, I ate, slept, and breathed football. And in between those times, or during those times, is not is one where I found myself for sure. Uh, but two, I also had the ability to, uh, um, you know, I guess lean on my teammates, right, and what they brought to the table, you know, and for just your average student athlete who does, or I'm sorry, not student athlete, but your average student uh, who doesn't necessarily have that social circle or that type of camaraderie to actually, like, be like, hey, like, listen, man, whatever you're going through, everything's going to be okay, right, like, you can get lost in college, right, and some people don't know how to find their way out, um, so yeah, so football, football was amazing, man. You know, and it, again, I, well, I mentioned that I, uh, I moved up to Rhode Island, um, at the age of 17, uh, no 18, I'm sorry, uh, 18 and I never came back home. And the only reason I was able to do that was because of my teammates, you know, anytime a holiday came up, I couldn't afford to come home. So one of my teammates was like, Hey, I'm right down the street, man. You can come with us. Who? Cool. Right, We're having family uh, dinner at your spot. Now I'm i I'm, I'm the brother who's <laughs> I'm the brother who's a brother. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, you know I, I say all that to say like you know, football definitely uh, coached me and developed my you know social skills. It developed my interaction uh, or my uh, my ability to interact develop my ability to be uh, a part of a team. You know, a lot of people you go into certain companies and corporations, they don't know how to be a part of a team.
2: Hmm.
1: Like they don't understand the dynamics of of what it takes to be a teammate, right? And work on things together.
2: Yeah.
1: Because it's not a skill that they they were able to uh, you know, to have access to, which which is now why most uh MBA programs uh and most uh, graduate programs uh use cohorts as as their uh foundation to uh learning Um, because of the the whole team dynamic and the team approach that we're we're taking as a society so um anyway football is amazing man It, it can do amazing things but at the same time you know what we alluded to earlier there's always the downside but that but that was with with anything though right with
0: anything with anything Man, this here,
1: Blaze. I'm telling you, man. I I could, I could. This is what I do, man. I could talk. I could talk about this football stuff now.
0: Listen, we're gonna gonna have to find a way. That too. We're gonna have to find a way to bring you back, Um, (laughs) even if it's just for the football fans. Listen, we're gonna have to find a way because there, there definitely is.
1: Yeah, that's right, Melinda. That's right.
0: Teamwork makes the dream work. Absolutely. There is so much more, so much more. Um, Hezekiah, man, I want to thank you again for your flexibility, you know, for your time. um, No problem. You know, just for sharing, for your sense of humor, you know, for even giving us a guest. You know, we have an upcoming guest. It's Antoinette coming on the pod, season four, you know.
1: Shouts
2: out to the homies. Talking
0: nice to our sponsor, you know. Right. of that. Uh, definitely. This episode right here at 65 is, well, it's still currently live on YouTube. After we stop it, <laughs> uh, the replay will be available on YouTube, on our channel, the Blaze the podcast. The following day, the audio only versions will be available on all your major streaming platforms. So your Google podcast, your Spotify, your Apple podcast, your breaker, those as well, man. Um, yeah, man, they, they liked you. Yeah. Hey.
1: Clint. Glenn, hey, Clint's my boy, man. I like Clint. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, see? What? Oh, what
1: does that say?
0: Oh yeah, been on here. <laughs> Listen here, Melinda, this is the longest that I've been on here. <laughs> right, and I don't think anyone has gone over two hours. Maybe a panel, maybe one of the panels went long. Maybe oh, like wow. two hours plus. That's crazy. But a one-on-one interview. That's crazy. Never, never.
1: Well, sh- wait. Uh, a Couple of shout outs! Shout outs to the to the spin barbies out there. Whoop, whoop. I see you. <laughs> Big ups to the twerk team.
0: <laughs> One time for the twerk team. Twerk <laughs> team. You can reach me at iraiselions at gmail. Send your information, your expertise, and some pictures and videos. You know, and they will be reviewed by the staff. And you know, we can make it happen on you. The uni staff, <laughs> yeah. All right, so
1: cool, man. Yeah, I, I had a blast, man. This was awesome. Um, th- thank you for inviting me and, and uh, you know, allowing Sue to recommend me. Sue is um, the plug, Sue is the plug, uh, the, the true, the true plug, the true homie. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I, I had a great time. Uh, even before the conversation, I was staff. You'll never have a better staff member, let me tell you. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, this is this has been great, man. I'm glad that you're doing this. This is this is, you know, uh, an amazing uh, uh, thing that you have here. Uh, it's very special, um, and giving you know someone like myself a platform to actually just share. Uh, it's pretty cool, and it's not something that I do often. You know, I'm, I'm even though I'm a, you know I'm a social butterfly, but I'm very private about my life. So, um, thank you, thank you for allowing me to do this. This is
2: cool.
0: Absolutely, man. Every episode is an exchange, an exchange of time, but also an exchange of energy, and that's what I. That's really my the premise. That's really my um, my what keeps me going during these podcasts is, um, I genuinely just want to give people a platform to share their story. Mm. Right. That, that's really the base, everything else that comes after that, you know, you know, if I get a deal off this podcast, if, you know, you see my face everywhere, <laughs> like all that is cool. And it's very much appreciated and Right. welcome. But overall, I, I really just get excited to showcase other people and whether they've been on several podcasts and this is nothing to them and they've been interviewed several times or they're podcast versions and they're just not sure at first and they get into their bag and they're like, oh, this is this is kind of cool here.
1: Yeah, no, this is my very is the very first podcast. I've I've done several panels. Um, you know, and I, 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 I talk to clients regularly, but uh, as far as a podcast, this is the very first time I've actually had the chance to experience this. Um, so uh, yeah, it's this has been really
0: cool, man. I, lo- I loved it, love every second of it. Okay, you just said something, maybe a panel, maybe you gotta bring you on a panel or something. We'll oh, yeah, we'll, For sure. we'll definitely figure it out. Once again, Hezekiah, man, thank you for your time, man. Thank you for sharing and let us stay plugged in, you know what I mean? And um timing, you know, great exchange of energy. And you just never know with these things, man. Sometimes um, sometimes the networking can be built. Sometimes, you know, like good relationships and such could be mm-hmm. built. Uh, maybe I come and um slide through to the Spin in section. Hey, <laughs> we'll see. No, no promises. No, <laughs> I get so excited. Yeah.
1: Hey, I actually, but you know what though? What would be a good idea is something I just thought about. Um, you know, your your previous guests, uh maybe at some point we all can come back and do like a a, a kind of contrast, right? Like um and just find out what our our similarities are and our, our differences in our own, you know, arena of, at, uh, of where we, you know, was competing, you know, as, as athletes, you know, um, I think that'd be pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, unfortunately, I don't know if I can bring back all my guests because some guests, I'm about to go left here. <clears throat> <laughs> Wisdom, wisdom, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, definitely I, I, want to have you back though, bro. For sure. Yeah, it's just
1: it's just one of those things, right? It's like, you know, you, yeah, you know what you've been through, but like, I, I, I'm really curious as to like what someone who's in MMA, you know, like what they their challenges were, and, I, and granted, I'm, I'm, I'm planning. To, I did watch the, uh, the uh, with Coach Cat with the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the soccer coach. Um, mm-hmm. I want to watch the others as well, but, um, you know, just to kind of get, cause the questions that, that we'd be able to ask, you may not even, you know, uh, it may not even cross your mind. You know what true. I mean? Because true. we, we're coming, coming at it from a different angle. So that, that would be a pretty dope panel. Just, I'm just throwing it out there, you know, brainstorming.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah true. And your, your buddy Glenn, uh, He's been on the podcast. He's been on panels.
1: I think he's been on like about
0: two panels, right, Glenn? Um, I would love to chat
1: with Glenn. That'd
0: be good. He's been on the parenting, the schooling and parenting panel, and he was on the sex and relationships panel. Mm. Yeah. That sounds like a fun panel. (laughs) That one went over two hours. Yes.
1: and that's honestly that's something we didn't touch on at all at all either like you know what's life like as an athlete well a male athlete right and uh <laughs> how it impacted or or influenced my uh sex life
2: right i i
0: was i was trying to you know not throw you under the bus you know what i mean and huh. i was just I uh, was trying to keep you good with the spin Barbies over there. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I,
1: I live under the bus. So.
0: <laughs> me and the bus go way back. Like, um,
1: uh, you know, listen, my the Barbies, they, they, you know, those are my girls. They, I'm, I'm sure they won't judge me, regardless of what I've been through. You know, we've all, we all have our past. You know, um, my when it came to relationships with football, it was. You know, I'm sure, you
0: know, every- Don't say it, Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say yeah, it.
1: Yeah. You say with it that movie.
0: said, we're going to bring him back. I already see him with the-, with the d- yeah. Look, I'm you see me getting- about to go left. I can already peep it. I'm going to save you. You can thank me later. All right. Stay less. Stay less. You all will see Hezekiah Ross on here for a part two coming. Yes, you're welcome. Coming real soon. Thank you all to all my guests. Again, we got replays, uh, both video and audio available as well. And stay tuned for next week. Next week is our final episode under this theme of athletes. And we'll be having a panel. It's panel time. And that panel will be a CrossFit panel. So we're having different CrossFit athletes come on from all over the states. Some professional, big-time some more local but all experts there's a mosquito in here oh. that was bad for the clothes uh <laughs> thank you mosquito <laughs> but yeah, uh, so next week for our final episode of the theme we have a uh, crossfit panda so make sure you stay tuned and then moving forward in april we have our theme is book authors so stay in tune mm. With that book authors is in April, and then in May, our theme is mental health. Uh, ah, that's necessary. And then we take a break, and then season four will start in August. Nice. So, with all that said, and this mosquito trying to take over the damn platform, um, this was the Blaze the Lion podcast. As I always say... Peace and love.